are rent prices so high? Gets asked all the time. Things are crazy in Toronto. They're crazy here. In Toronto, you have to bid. You have to overbid. You have to have six, eight months, ten months up front. Landlords will put things onto the market and only look for families. They don't want to rent to any singles. It's it's wild because there is that kind of a glut in supply. So we're going to talk about this from the standpoint of adding students, which happens at colleges, universities. We've seen it happening in colleges, especially international students. And we'll talk with Dr. Mike Moffat about that in less than 20 minutes. But I want to hear from a student who has come to London to study and just talk about what they have dealt with in trying to find housing. Mauricio Prado is a student at Fanshawe College, and here is his story as an international student studying at Fanshawe. I grew up in El Salvador, which is a country located in Central America, right below Mexico. And if you asked anyone in London for a lot of facts about El Salvador, I bet you we would start the struggle immediately unless somebody maybe has been there. So conversely, if you're living in El Salvador, how do you even find out about London? How do you find out about Fanshawe College? I found about about Fanshawe College um, because... I was looking to get like a good degree in journalism. And I heard a lot about searching online that Fanshawe has one of the greatest uh, uh, careers and opportunities here. So that's why I decided to come here. But when I started looking for a residence in here, it was tough because the prices are way too high. So at the end of the day, I got like a pretty, not solid deal, but a Good deal in in uh in the building that I'm that I'm living right now. Uh, it's uh, that's why I opted there. So let's talk about that. You decide. All right, I want to come to London, Ontario. I want to go to Fanshawe College. I want to get an education in journalism. So that seemed to be a, a relatively easy part. And then, what was it like when you started looking for a place to live? When I, when I started looking for a place to live, there is there are a lot of landlords that were asking for a group of people, right? So that's that was the hard part because as I was telling you, I'm from El Salvador and I, I at that time I didn't know anybody from here. So when I started looking for an apartment or even a house or a room, they were telling me, so this room is eight hundred dollars, for example. But if you find if you find someone else, um, you will be paying four hundred. So half and half, right? So it was hard because I, as I was telling you, I didn't know anybody here. So if I wanted to move alone in here, I would have to be paid $800. So it doesn't make sense. And the majority of, of landlords are like that. I, I look, I'm not lying to you. I look for around three months for a place to live. And the majority of them were like that. They were asking for a minimum of five people, two people, three people. And if I wanted to live there alone, the price was over the roof. Yeah, because you were renting basically that that whole building. We're talking with Maurizio Prado. And Maurizio is a student at Fanshawe College and grew up in El Salvador and now has come to London and continues to live in London. And so when you were talking about those three months, were those three months being done online? You were doing this entire search online? 
Yes, I was doing that entire search online, even on Facebook, on Facebook market and everything. And I even had some uh, Zoom calls with some landlords and they were all telling me the same thing. And uh, also another thing that they were telling me is that if uh, over a year, I mean, if I spend uh, one year in that um, apartment or, or house, then they will start increasing the rent $50. The majority were $50. Some of them were $25. So um, and I even talked to my parents and I asked them why, right? Because my mother works in, um, in real estate, you know, Salvador. So I asked my mother, why? I mean, why is that? And, and my mother explained me, uh, oh, because they want, uh, to kick all, that is like the, like the, um, polite way to kick all tenants out and bring new tenants in with a different lease, with a more expensive lease. And I was like, oh, that, that, that makes sense. So uh, that, that's what I was telling you in um, the building I'm, do, I'm living right now. Thankfully, I have been living there for about eight months now, nine months now. Uh, and I have been paying the same rent, which is a little bit high. I'm not going to lie, but at least I have, uh, for example, my amenities. I have a gym, for example. I have a theater. I have uh, where to place my bicycle and everything. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty um, solid deal that I have it there. Right. And is it a residence or is it an independent building? It's like a, an apartment building. It's an independent building that it's right in front of Fanshawe. Uh, but it, it has some, if you're a specifically a Fanshawe student, it has like uh, certain discounts. Like, for example, I get 10% discount because I'm a Fanshawe student, right? But if I wanted to um, live there, because on my building, believe it or not, there's even people from Western, right? So I believe that for Western, it's a different fare. I don't know if they have a different discount or if they even have a discount. But um, um, that's what I liked about that building, that I, I get that little discount there. If not, I will be paying over $1,000. So it's that, uh, I mean, for me, paying $1,000 as an international student is already paying more uh, in Fanshawe because uh, in Fanshawe, international students pay more than national students. I wouldn't be living there, believe me. Right. And so we're talking about, you know, basically watching your money very, very closely, no matter what. So that housing price, that that must play a, a big part in this. Maurizio, as a last note, you you have done it. You you are here after all the, the three months of searching and finding roommates to live with. Overall, what's the experience been like? Well, my experience have been has been really good because the, the usually the landlord is the one who takes care of the of the people who are around me the bill in the in my my roommates but now, right now that I'm in foundry I have uh, had four different roommates uh and the building usually takes care of them I mean the administ- the administration of the building and I and my fa- my uh, rent is the same that's that's what I like so I don't have to be worrying about looking for a new roommate uh, finding a new person, convince that person to go live with me and, and, and all that. So it's, a, you know, when you have a job, when you have a, a, a program, a career, and on top of that, you have to be looking for for all those um, extra things, looking for another person, looking for convincing someone, investing time in, in getting someone to live with you. It's time consuming and it's energy energy consuming. So I feel that I won't be doing this good in my program, which is the main purpose, I came here to Canada, um, if it wasn't because of this. 
Maurizio, thank you so much for the time today and for describing how you have been dealing with coming to London and finding housing. Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Maurizio Prado, franchise student from El Salvador. That's his perspective on what it's been like. So you get the idea from the student perspective. Now, let's look at the impact that a number of students coming to London, which is great. I mean, you want to have top college, university facilities, You want to have that in your city. We have that in this city. It attracts a lot of people, but at the same time, that is making things difficult on the rental market. That's next as we continue. Let's continue our conversation about housing. Dr. Mike Moffat pays very, very close attention to a lot of different things when it comes to housing. And one thing that he hit on, and this is going back a while ago, was the increased enrollment at colleges and universities and what that is doing to the rental market. And recently, he broke this down and showed just the growth among international students. And we're talking big-time growth big time. Some universities are over, or some colleges, are over a thousand percent. We've got universities that are well over 50 percent. Western, I think, came in at 61 percent. Fanshawe has added over 4,000 students who are international students since 2014-2015. And one of the things that becomes a challenge is that we're not really seeing residence spaces created at the same rate. Now, it's great to have this many students coming and studying here, but with all of the other pressures on the rental market, we have maybe a, a thing that needs to be examined, a thing that needs to be looked at. Here is Dr. Moffat, first off, on what even got him looking at student enrollment in the first place. Uh, a couple things. So, so a lot of it is just the lived experience of my, my students at Ivy and how they've been having trouble, uh, you know, finding places to live and, and seeing their their rents go up. So, you know, I decided to start digging into this more. And, you know, not surprisingly, we've seen enrollments uh, go up at uh, colleges and universities across Ontario and, you know, what we're seeing is, is rents tend to go up faster if they're near a college or, or university. And if you look at the time of year when uh, rents are going up the fastest, it tends to be uh, around August, September. So, you know, when students are, are signing their first lease. So, you know, I wouldn't say that it's the only thing causing rents to go up. You know, there's a lot of other factors, but certainly the, the speed at which uh, universities and colleges are increasing their enrollments, particularly their international enrollments, because, you know, you know about zero percent of international students uh, stay home and live with a parent. So those are all students that need somewhere to live locally. Um, and that population of students is rising faster than our, our rental stock. And Dr. Moffitt, you've got a graph that outlines this beautifully. And if we look at the graph that looks back, the chart that looks back to 2014, 2015, and some of the numbers. For instance, Fanshawe College, 1,478 international students. You can look at Lambton College in Sarnia, 2,784. And then we look at where we are in 2021, 2022. Lambton College jumps from 2,700 to 8,800. Fanshawe jumps from 1,400 to 5,400. We can even look at universities and we find big jumps. 
And when we look at those numbers, do we maybe not think that, yeah, all these people are going to need places to live? These these jump off the page. Yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable that in the last seven years that we have data, uh, international enrollments at the university levels have almost doubled. We've gone from about 48,000 to 92,000. But where the real activity is, is at the college level, that we've gone from 33,000 international students to 114,000. So a 240% uh, increase. And yeah, there's just some some massive, massive jumps uh, across the province. So you have places like Northern College, uh, which is a college in, in Northern Ontario, uh, they had no international students, or they reported no international students seven years ago. Now they have over three thousand after they've opened a, a branch campus uh, in the uh, in the GTA. So you're starting to see this that you're starting to see big increases in international enrollment, and what you're also seeing is a number of colleges open branch campuses in the city of Toronto in Mississauga that cater largely to international students, and again, it's causing uh, because they're not building student residences, it's it's causing some strains on the, the local rental markets. And there's one of those keys. I mean, if we had all of the students staying on campus, no problem. But that isn't the case, is it? We're not seeing that keep up in the same way, are we? No, we're certainly not. And, and particularly at the at the college level, that traditionally most colleges haven't built student residences. I mean, we call them community colleges because historically uh, they they house people already living in the community. Uh, but that's you know not so much the case anymore. And what's happening is that investors are buying up single family homes and turning them into student rentals. So, you know, I'm a native Londoner. I spent the first 11 years of my life in the neighborhood at, uh, by, by Tweedsmere Public School, you know, Hamilton and Gore Road. And now if you look at real estate listings for that neighborhood, which isn't even all that close to Fanshawe, but it talks about how, uh, you know, a, a sales listing will say, well, you could rent this out to Fanshawe students and make, you know, so much uh, for, for renting out the bedroom. So it's not only causing pressures on the rental market, but, you know, now first time home buyers are having to compete with these investors who are converting homes into student rentals. We're talking with Dr. Mike Moffat, founding director of Place Center. And we're talking about just increased enrollments, which, hey, I mean, colleges, universities, you want to welcome as many students as you can. And certainly students are given the choice. They can go anywhere they want to. And it's nice to see them picking whatever whatever institution it is, whether it's in London or outside of London. But this is certainly showing maybe a, an area of what we're considering in terms of the factors for rental units and and for real estate, Dr. Moffat, that maybe doesn't get talked about a lot. Do you see it in other places? Is is the conversation growing? It's it's starting to happen. Uh, it, it was essentially off the radar, I would argue, even even as close as to three months ago. But there are discussions uh, starting to happen, and in fact, the the immigration minister at the time, uh, Sean Fraser, a couple months ago, was asked about this by, by the Toronto Star, and he said, "Well, actually, this is something we we should probably look at. Make sure this growth is sustainable and not causing too much pressure pressures on the housing market." Well, the interesting thing is Minister Fraser is now our housing minister. That was just announced last week. So, yeah, I think this is starting to to get looked at. And I think now at the federal level, we have a housing minister who really understands the international student file since he ran it for a couple of years. 
Well, hopefully that presents a positive and we can look for some solutions because you're right. You can point to the increases. You look at adding, even if it's a thousand students in whatever city we're talking about, even if they're living four to a room or four to a home or four to an apartment, that's still 250 rental properties that are being used that weren't being used before. And it's not hard to do the math to realize the kind of pressure that that's putting on everything. Dr. Moffat, thank you for always presenting data that jumps off the page at us, because this certainly did. Really appreciate the time. Oh, thank you for having me. Dr. Mike Moffat, founding director of Place Center and a professor at Ivy Business School. So, those are the numbers, and if you look at Dr. Moffat's Twitter feed, X feed, whatever it is now, you can go back and you can actually see those. In fact, what I will do is retweet them right now. You can find me at Stubbs980 if you want to see them, because they do jump off the page. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season 6 of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.